Nana 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 Podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome That's to uh, episode eight, eight. Of, eight of Cape Crisis, Woo. the podcast about comic books and sequential art and graphic novels. I am the host. Uh, Henry Gilbert. That's hey, H- as opposed to other Gilberts. That's H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. Yep, uh-huh. which I'm, doesn't make sense. I'm here with my regular <laughs> host and friend. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Antista. C A N T. No, I'm okay. Give me a C. C- Antista on Twitter. Give me an A. Why is my mic lower than everybody else? This know. is unfair. Here we mm. go. And we also life's unfair, Chris. We have a. Yeah. Ooh, special guest. First time guest on Cape Crisis. Yeah, be gentle. It's my first time. What's your name, <laughs> My son? name is Scott Butterworth. I write Butter. for PlayStation, the official magazine, but I'm just hanging out here. You were just hanging out. You've been hard to nail down, actually. Have I? Yeah, yeah well, yeah, Henry bit. asked me to be on once before, and I with, I don't remember why. With, uh, well, I asked you four hours before we were going to record. I think that was why. You like, said, by the way, what are you doing three hours tonight? now? Yeah. So, about two hours, we're going to need to start this podcast. So, are you free in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> And, That's how it uh, works, buddy. Yep, mm-hmm. and I was not available. But hey, I'm here now. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Excited to be on the podcast. What? I, uh, I can, have uh, you ever previewed a video, comic book video game for your magazine I, or, or reviewed? Yeah, actually. One of the very first things I did as a full-time staffer at, at PTOM was mm-hmm. uh, preview Spider-Man Web of Shadows. But, by the way, and I remember I was really outraged because uh, one of the captions for, the, for one of the screenshots the screenshot featured Spider-Man in his black suit, and at some point in the edit process, the caption got changed to Venom doing whatever, and I, and I, I saw no. that later. I was like, no, no! no. And I, I, was, I was livid. I freaked out. I would like to express to all the listeners out there, your first uh, thing you do in the games industry will be writing up awful <laughs> superhero games. Yes, yes. Well, wow. well, actually, the, the very first thing I ever did at P-Tom was not comic book related and therefore it's just a total tangent mm-hmm. but the first thing I ever had to do like, literally a week into mm-hmm. being a staffer was go write a cover story oh, really? it was like yeah well, we're doing Sean White on the cover we need somebody to go do this like I like snowboarding games great you're going you're going and then off to Montreal and fucking writing a 10 page cover story and I, the longest thing I'd written in a magazine prior to that was a page on Sean White who could forget I yeah. think most people usually have to do Naruto first I thought yeah. that was no, I thinking of my path my path well, I, no, I was Naruto as well and Dynasty Warriors that was my two you. my yep. first two things no I did I did plenty of that stuff as well yeah oh, well anyways comic books about that. comic, comic books. books guys yes um, I just finished Hush on the plane ooh how, how is it how um, does it hold up for you it's like so the art is fantastic yeah. oh, so yeah. much of it is good but do that fucking ending yeah, that that reveal. Yep. Nope. Like <laughs> nope. That that like wow. You ruined the whole thing. Can we well, go back to talking about an, Bat and Catwoman romancing? One there another? wasn't even an ending. Like oh hush, uh, oh, hush is gone now. And well, no, uh, I'm sorry. hush who hush himself. Well, they were just that. like that was oh, that was is, really is stupid. hush Tommy or isn't he? I don't know. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not even going to go there into uh, that kind of spoiler. And they're also like, oh, where's Todd's? Uh, where's Jason Todd's body? Well, I don't know. It wasn't Jason's to- about Jason Todd's body. Well, what was the twist you're annoyed by? I'm confused. Can we say this? Can we do spoiler alerts for Hush? Oh, I, I, Hush? I haven't read it. I'm just sitting here silently trying to make up an Usher joke, and you I don't want to read. You don't want to read Hush. Uh, the, the thing was at the end when uh, uh well, Clayface was Jason Todd. So who gives a shit? Mm, actually, not <laughs> quite. What? Because Clayface Clayface changes out with Jason Todd, but actually was Jason Todd. When he saw him, so they fight in the graveyard, and mm-hmm. then Jason Todd runs out. At that point, he switches out with Clayface. But that's what? only no, that's, no, that's revealed three years oh, later okay. in a different comic when okay, they really okay. see they didn't have the guts to bring back Jason Todd. Then they only took a half step. He melted then, in front of him. Yes, <laughs> the one that. Tra- tra- the, that's why they were separated oh, at one point. That is so lame. Then three years later, they had the guts to unkill Jason Todd. No, it was, and I'm sorry if people haven't read it, but it's a spoiler on my mind. It was Hush. It was the killer Hush being Tommy. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but they it was like, is this this? all for, for, for uh, my father killing your father on the oper- operating table? No, it's for not killing my mother. <laughs> what? I was ten. All their money would have been mine. Instead, I plotted this. Whole I plotted time. the whole thing, and <laughs> instead, I had to wait for my mother to die of cancer. 
So you killed your father and your mo- you, you already made a murder attempt on your mother and father's life. And it worked in your dad. And you waited out your mother to die of cancer because yeah, you were a megalo- it, but megalomaniac I'm- 10-year-old who wanted their money. Like, that's fucking stupid. I'm saying Jeff yeah. Loeb is a bad writer. That's right. my point. I've said, <laughs> I've said this for a long, long time. No, but the rest of it was great. I love I loved Batman's Good. internal dialogue. He's, he's never going to hear this, but still somewhere he just shed a single tear and well, feels a little bad did, about himself. I did, like, doesn't know why. There's a great panel that only made me want to own it. And I was, I'm, I'm reading a bunch of digital comics on my Kindle. Fire. Yeah. On my Kindle Fire, on my Kindle Fire, because I'm noticing that Comicsology is really fucked in yeah, terms of like old the, stuff. But if you yeah. Amazon Bookstore has all that stuff, it doesn't have as good a guided uh, view, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't. You can't switch. It's uh, good enough, but it's no, but it's cheap as balls. Yeah, it, they don't ha- they don't adhere to uh, SRP prices like Comicsology when they do get stuff. So like stuff like Hush is eight dollars, mm-hmm. or if you're on Prime member, it's free. Well, that's a, how I wow, bought. Really? That's how I get one free thing for a month. Oh, okay, that's fine. how I bought uh, Dark Victory, a different, better written Jeff Lowe Batman miniseries. But I did see Kingdom Come is on there, and I just like I'm like Henry keeps telling me to read this and recommends it all the time. But, Kingdom Come's art is so gorgeous that I think you'd you'd be doing yourself a disservice. Too late. It was eight ninety nine. Well, so I picked right. it up digitally. I hope you enjoy it. I I, I might. I also read a digital comic this week. Ooh. Uh, did you? Avengers vs. X-Men Infinite. I did start that up, yeah. It was pretty good. Short, but good. And Super short. Did you read Zero or One? Well, I read Zero, One, and Infinite. The I read... That's right. Yeah. I didn't read One. I need to read One. Well, One is okay, but it's it's really just all set up for the big fight. It is. I really so like a Dragon Ball Z episode, basically. Dang. A bit. <laughs> Um, How dare you? Wow, what a fucking insult! I hate Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm indifferent. Noticing, I have no. I, I wish I, wish I could. Way. I could phrase this better. Uh, uh, but I'm noticing like that bit of nostalgia we had when we were doing Talk Radio like six years ago, and like <laughs> everything we did as kids were golden. Like there's a new generation of that coming in. Yeah, totally. yeah. So I see it on Facebook, and like you remember when you were eight? Toonami. I'm like, sorry, man, that was not my eight year. And, every, and like, 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 no, like, Dragon Ball Z plays, like, no part of my childhood. Um, Can you believe how they're ruining Last Airbender and, now? Yeah. <laughs> and so when I did was watching Dragon Ball Z, it was subject to a lot of scrutiny by me as I neared adulthood because it was pretty stupid. I'm the best fighter. Why? <laughs> and then that was repeat, a very, repeat wow. for, like, nine minutes. I think you guys should do an entire episode that's just Chris doing, like, uh, an episode of Dragon Ball Z as a radio drama. Like an only, old-timey, like an Orson Welles-style Dragon Ball Z. Can I get some cicadas in the background? Uh, if only April Fool's hadn't passed already. Uh, man, for next year, you got you can plan this shit. Well, so, we, got, we might have to start building some new shows, because the ones we have now are people have stopped listening to in drove. That's so, not true. It, hey, I'm looking at the numbers. People, I don't know what you have against Laser Time and Cape Crisis, but... Tell you, tell you, friends, keep listening. All right, guys. News. Sure. <laughs> Comic book news. Why not? This is going to... A lot of the biggest news was in the movie world, so it's going to... Isn't it always on this show? Well, it's easier to get a conversation going, I think, too. With, co- oh, so, with scrubs like accessible. Here's the first yeah. one, guys. So, <laughs> you've been hearing all about the Hunger Games movie, how successful it was, right? Mm-hmm. And Liongate is already, like... Starting the second one now, Catching like, fire. as best they could, mm-hmm. without Gary Ross. That is right, without Gary Ross. Mm-hmm. But it is with the star lady who plays Katniss. What's Jennifer her? Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence. Hey, but she Ten also points. played Mystique, yes. and that's the problem. That the sequel to X Men First Class is oh. uh, was supposed to be filming at the same time as the sequel to Hunger Games, uh. and technically, First Class had her signed up first. And it seemed like it was going to be uh, movie studios playing chicken to see who would get to do it. But eventually, Fox gave in, and they delayed X-Men oh, first sucks. class sequel so they can Why? film Hunger Games. Replace her. That's the only she time it's, even it's that cool. Good. She's she going to be in blue makeup the whole time. Yeah. I, she really wasn't. She was one of the no, worst parts of that. But she's a really... If you've seen Winter's Bone, she's a really... She's, she's fucking no, great. I have and, nothing but great things to say about games, it. She's and really, Hunger Games, she's... And Hunger Games. Yes. But... I, I'm, I'm Team Penis all the way. Um, you guys haven't seen the movie, have you? Uh, okay. Not. But I'm still with you. Boyfriend's name is Peter, so he... Gotcha. Katniss. They all have weird names. Anyways. Penis. 
It's Who doesn't just, love penis? So mm-hmm. yeah, the X Men the X Men movie got delayed. Which how did, uh, womp, did you womp. did you see First Class? Oh Scott? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. did you? I think I saw it with you. Mm, pretty I, sure. I never play. I I don't like remembering a lot of that night. I <laughs> Why? That movie that movie not, was like half good and half not good. Like I think it was half good, half. Meh. I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it. I did. I, I bought it and I watched most of it again. I quite liked that too. I remember liking the, I fi- the final battle. The battle that, was which good. I I think I can see myself finding more things to pick apart in that. What was I don't I don't really need to see why Xavier's crippled. Like I, Magneto I and Xavier were the heart that. of that film. They were the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the name of the actor who played Magneto? I can't remember his name. Michael Fassbender. Thank, yeah, he was. Uh, no, um, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it James McAvoy played uh, Xavier? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Michael Fox. But, but it's, it's whoever you want it to be. Isn't it Daniel yeah, Craig? Um, Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I didn't think that was his name. That it was that's uh, Fassbender. Yeah. Okay, Jonathan Brandis. Look that up later. Anyways, he was great. I th- like for me, he made the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he that's, just that scene where he goes and sees those Nazis in Brazil. I love his righteous great. anger. Yeah, that, that whole scene was yeah. remarkably like. Tarantino-esque, yeah. practically, of just like this understated violence. Like, yeah. you know, this really slow-paced scene that gets super violent mm-hmm. really suddenly yeah. was, was uh, you know, compared to a lot of how the rest of the film was was paced, was was kind of jarring, but in a good way. It was just so, like, uh, it's just a punch in the gut with this, like, sudden violence. Yeah. Yeah, and and his, his portrayal is very, like, was actually very subtle for a comic book movie, uh, which a lot of times, like, kind of over, overplays things. I know one of the things I did hate on both viewings... Uh, 1.5 viewings. Um, the song in the rounding up the X Men montage is is very Ocean's Eleven and like coming up next on USA. Oh, like it's the it's, song. A lot. None of that. None of that movie stuck out and stuck in my craw except for that song because it's a, that great cameo from you know who. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! Wink. Great. Um, yeah, I can't believe I spoiled an entire comic and I'm not going to throw out X Men First Class spoiler cameo spoiler. What? That's it. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I went to his. I just. I could. I could have backed you up. It is totally Michael Fassbender. You didn't need yeah. to do that. No. We. All right. I just wanted. I guess what's going on? I'm pretty sure that's not how his name is pronounced. Fassbender. I don't know. Foss. You can call him Fassbender. Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to slow. My problem with that movie was. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Hank? <laughs> January Jones sucked. Aww. She's terrible. Well. Um. Oliver Platt barely needed. <laughs> so. I feel like there were four different jokes of like, boy, what if I would bald someday? That'd be silly. Yeah, there were definitely way too many bald jokes. What, are you going to talk about the Beatles? Who were those people? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I hated that. Uh, I thought... Well, it'll oh, never be dated because that movie will always be set in the 60s and never I, now. I thought the actress playing Moira McTaggart wasn't that great either. What did you think of Banshee? I remember that. It was like... like Banshee was okay. It was, he was fine, but I'm like, right. man, that takes balls to bring that character to the screen. Well, they like, were running out of new characters. But still, the guy who screams at the ground to make himself fly. They also brought back the the black guy who evolves out of... Pain, he's, but he's he's uh, he's he's uh, he falls to what's that superhero's name? The Epps Convention. He dies first, doesn't he? Kevin, yes, he does. <laughs> he does die first. Kevin Bacon. Film was, term, kids. Look it up. Kevin Bacon was really great. In it. Yes, yes, he was. I was very surprised when I heard that. I'm like, I don't want Kevin Bacon in my Marvel yeah. movie. I do. Well, I mean, he's the kind of actor that he's so recognizable that it yeah. immediately ruins this it would hurt. suspension of disbelief. He's like, you don't feel like you're watching an X Men movie anymore. You're like, oh, it's fucking Kevin Good Bacon. Point, Scotty. Um, but yeah, he like did, really did a good job of disappearing into the character much more than you would expect. Um, I, it's, and it's pretty easy to forget that Kevin Bacon's not a terrible actor. No, no. <laughs> Kevin, he's Kevin Bacon's phenomenal. He, he just shoots so low with the movies he takes. <laughs> All right. Uh, another news. Ooh. Big rumors going around here that Disney seems to be on the verge of announcing or they're starting work on an animated Marvel cartoon uh, film. An animated uh, Marvel so? cartoon. This I is, hope so. That'd be great. This, uh, this, I found this on... Uh, I get a lot of my news from bleedingcool.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on there, this guy like frequents a lot of Disney sites. Uh, or he, he frequents several like super insider Disney sites. And I didn't speak to this, I believe. If you have a Disney... If you're, if you're a Disney insider and you're, if you're reporting on Disney films... They start production on those things like two years before they they're do. announced. They do, and and one of the weird things I was reading about, like in the um, acquisition of Pixar, 
mm-hmm. why they were doing why that was so very necessary because Disney had didn't seem to notice that it was losing money on all of its animated products. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like uh, when you know we grew up in an era of Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Lion King, which each time one yep. of those came out, it, it set box office records, uh, VH er, home video records, uh, and and uh, toys, merchandising, licensing, all that stuff that goes, all the icing that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. Disney was still spending the same amount on every animated movie, like Atlantis and Brother Bear, and Ooh, none of those receipts were. Range. Yeah, so they were spending like two hundred, three hundred million just in production mm-hmm. to make these movies that weren't bring had no longevity or return, is, and still they still don't have that. Tangled is their biggest hit. So like yeah. I, I was, it was, it was this, it was the Disney CEO, I think Iger, like talking about. Why? Why it was necessary to buy Pixar? That makes total sense for to focus their animated division on Marvels, a property mm-hmm. with longevity, like to both buoy those characters and to sell things off of them. Like I would love to see do them like pour, selling things. Well, just to pour three hundred bucks into a Marvel animated film. Yeah, and Jesus, it, dude. It makes me like my biggest dream. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking up the uh, direct quote here. But my biggest dream when they do that is. Um, is is that you know how the the universes can't come together because they signed away all these deal like uh-huh. Spider Man can't be uh-huh. Spider Man yes. can't be in a Fantastic Four movie the Avengers are their own side universe because somebody else has Daredevil or whatever you know but my hope is that that only counts for live action I bet, I bet it does that animated films can they can come together as much as they want in an animated film mm-hmm. so this could be the mega Super Marvel thing. Uh, that's why I really hope. This, this, this doing this show with you, Hank, has like revitalized my love for all things comics, and I, you know, I've been downloading a lot. And like right after we concluded last week's episode, I remembered uh, back when I was doing a bunch of articles on Blu-ray that Lionsgate had sent me their Hulk versus series in Planet Hulk, mm-hmm. and I'd heard Planet Hulk is pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. not at all. No. Like at yeah. all, it looks like absolute shit. Looks horrible. Like it's, yeah, they they're cheap. They're... It's super cheap looking, and like I cannot wait. Now that happened when they weren't <laughs> under the biggest animated division in the world. Yeah, Lionsgate. Lions, it, like we talked about before with the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Lionsgate is a movie machine, like more than any other. They also outlet. make Mad Men. No, um, yeah, but they're also known for a Saw movie a year, a Paranormal Activity true. a year. And now they bought Summit to have Twilight. Um, bought so Summit to have Twilight the, the and now movies. <laughs> they are definitely... Okay, so here's the quote uh, from a uh, Disney blog. Mm-hmm. This is about Don Hall, who was the... Uh, his most recent work was co-director on the Winnie the Pooh film. Ooh. R- real quick for the folks at home, I just want to point out that Chris is sitting here clipping his toenails. I clipped... Toenail, singular, and okay. I decided to stop. All right. <laughs> okay, so they're talking about Don Hall's Super Seeker project. Mm-hmm. That project, once and out, will generate a lot of buzz in certain geek communities. <laughs> and then, second, uh, the projects competing for 2014 2015 mm-hmm. uh, are out of those projects is the Uber Secret Film of Don Hall, which will be a marvelously unexpected project what? if it gets what? the green light. So I'm. Why did they even yeah. bother? To like, <laughs> yeah. like, just fucking say Marvel. Like, don't uh, like don't say marvelous. Like, well, fucking. You just, they like to wink really hard. It, they're, that's not even winking though. Like their <laughs> eyes would fall out of their heads if they fucking winked that hard. You, you, um, did I get to talk to you about that fascinating free to play thing I went to at GDC with with Valve? Maybe that. Well, that basically, like you know, like the the people love to speculate on. Valve stuff whenever their trailer comes out. There's hidden Half-Life shit stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, what the dude revealed on stage is that they don't they don't have any of that stuff made and throw in as many references and winks and then go jump into the message boards and see what people are talking about. So basically what they said, uh, they drop as many hints as humanly possible and then let the audience secretly vo- vote, unbeknownst to them, on what they want to see. Huh. And, that, and that dictates. Wow! To, remarkably clever. Yeah, I've never and, heard that. And that and that dictates then yeah. what Valve puts into production. So I wonder if you know Disney, Disney's evil. probably like playing. I, yeah. But I feel like if like that was fun, true, though, we would have a lot more Half Life. That's true. But I, but I, well, you, we can get into that if you'd like. But well, I, no. Valve doesn't. No, Valve knows less like. about what to do with Half Life than people who claim they want Half Life Three. Mm. I do not want to move crates anymore. Uh, By the way, guys, what? speaking of comic books, what's that? Uh, on the bringing it back, reeling it in. If you go to the page oh, for this so on Laser Time, you might see a link to a 
comic book based on Steam properties what? collection that was put up by. Come on! I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna mic Chris. Uh, oh, here we go. I can totally hear you cutting your tone. Are you hands? <laughs> yes. Oh, 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 I oh I Jesus! All right. Someone jumped out at me. Fucking goddamn. All right. Next up in the news, not Jesus. not it's a killer. Put this. You were like, gonna put step on that the tip, the tip of your tongue. You were gonna. No? All right, You're not related. Such a bad infection. In not foot. related to movies, sure, or foot infections. Uh, so they finally came out and, did, uh, and admitted that the upcoming Spider-Man crossover mm-hmm. in June is going to be Peter Parker meets Ultimate Spider-Man, but the new Black Spider-Man that everybody, yeah. the racist, got angry. Oh about. man, where's Brett Elson when you need him? Donald Glover. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, man. Miles Morales. That's his name. But they, uh, yeah, they they always said they would never yeah. have a crossover between the Ultimate Universe and the regular Marvel like, Universe. What, did you really come up with that good a story where that needed to happen? They, here's why they feel it's time. Why? It's, in June. Because it will sell. In June, Spider-Man will be 50 years old. It'll be wow. its 50th anniversary. So there will have so to be a, 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 they had a to Spider-Man group up. They had to do something special. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me feel that anniversary makes me feel old because I got yeah. into comics during Spider-Man's 30th anniversary. <laughs> like the uh, the first real Spider-Man comic I read was the um, Carnage crossover, an Amazing Spider-Man that happens right before the 30th anniversary issue. And so I'm like, ah, 1992, 30th anniversary, Marvel yeah. Spider-Man, and now 50. First issue I ever read was Spider-Man and Power Pack, where Spider-Man admits uh-huh. he was molested. Whoever gave that to us at PAX, uh, shit, I'm sorry, I, for, I forgot who you were. I remember what you looked like. Uh, uh, you describe him. Uh, he had a laser time shirt on, shorter than me. Um, <laughs> oh, that guy. But he got, yeah, you get, uh, Spider-Man and Power Pack, do you have any... Understanding of what the, how that issue came together. No, I, well, it obviously it says on the top like brought to you by the parents council or whatever. Like it, things like that happen. Like they just put out one well, about Spider-Man the banking talks industry. about being molested. It was very strange. Okay, yes. it's really funny in to the, frame all of Spider Man as just a giant rape revenge yeah. story. <laughs> yes, in this story, like Spider Man, girl is, with the spider tattoo. God, Jesus, you are on fire today. Spider, oh about that. Spider-Man is trying to comfort a molested kid by telling him... It's not your fault. That it's not your fault and talking about how Peter was molested too as a kid. And that kid was me. That kid was... It's hard stuff. That's by an uncle named Skip. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> the upcoming... Uh, sorry, sorry. This upcoming Spider-Man miniseries is written by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, is that good? Oh, Wait, why do good I have writer. this? Brian Michael Bendis, he's a good writer. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. It still makes me sad to see them actually finally do it. it is, it's, it's always how the method... Of, I don't. I never mind once... You finally... <laughs> I, I, never, I never... Chris passed up a Clan of the Apes <laughs> reference. You maniacs. You maniacs. You there maniacs. we go. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I only have a problem with usually the method they get these characters together because it generally requires a portal... A boom tube. Yeah. Um, I wonder how they space time. Here's how I'd like to see them do this. I would like to shrink Ultimate Spider-Man down, and he has to go inside regular Spider-Man's bloodstream. (laughs) So it's that episode of Futurama with worms. You attribute that plot line to Futurama? Okay, they're not the first. Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They're not the seventh hundredth. Yeah, (laughs) that was the first thing that jumped to my mind. All right, probably Uh, because I've been rewatching Futurama. Speaking of cartoons, on Netflix, kids. Speaking of cartoons, what's that, Hank? Um, so you guys remember. He-Man, right? From oh, our yeah. youth. Sure. Oh, God. Well, did you know that He-Man got his start as a DC comic book? Or did not. Partial, well, it was a... They, you got to start as no, a No, no, no. Okay. The toy line before the TV show started airing got advertised yes. through DC Comics. Yes. And they ah. came with comics published by DC. Mm-hmm. The toys did. Yes. I did know that. So... Now, even though He-Man's been published in other comic forms, he's coming back to DC as hey. DC is relaunching the uh, DC's relaunching He-Man and the Masters of the Universe Ooh. with written by James Robinson, which is a pretty big deal. Thanks he to you, Mister Robinson. He wrote uh, he wrote Starman and the Justice Society books and Golden mm-hmm. Age. He's actually a pretty a like Jeff Bridges movie. <laughs> He's a pretty esteemed, well, he's a pretty well-regarded writer. So it's funny to see him going to He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> somebody had to do it. Yeah, somebody had to take somebody that paycheck. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> oh, oh, fine. Was that a segue to our break? No, last thing. No, my last more, thing. One more thing. One more news story. Uh Apparently soon in uh, Astonishing X-Men, there's going to be a big gay wedding. Hey, really? North Star, the rumor is North Star is going to marry his boyfriend who is not a superhero. Oh, but he's not. That's kind of adorable. That's yeah. just gross. North Star was. Marrying a muggle? <laughs> North Star was his first, was I think Marvel's first out superhero. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So he made big headlines when he came out of the closet and. 1996, I think it was, or 95. No, I couldn't name the year. But uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely, he was definitely the first openly gay superhero. So that was the Fist of the North Star takes on a whole Fisting new meaning. Fisting of the North Star? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yes. Jeez. Right. Gee whiz. Do you, are you surprised? How could we not Gee do whiz. this? Am I the first person to make that that connection? I'm, I no. couldn't stop thinking about no, it. No, I feel bad that North Star gets to... I actually... North Star always got... Uh, Raw deal in regular Marvel. Like, it was a, <laughs> they want to. You mean by being shut up. No. by being expendable enough to We're alter immature. sexuality? No, no. Hey, well, was, yeah, they kind he of was born that way. They don't make bold moves with their big stuck, heroes. Yeah, they kind of put him in the background, and he wasn't in. He wasn't people's favorite character to begin with. But when they put him in the Ultimate comics, like instead of when he first, when Ultimate North Star first appeared, instead of toying around with sexuality mm-hmm. for like five. Five years, like the first thing he said is like first line was yeah I'm gay. Like he said it, like it was just nice. The, they got that out of the way with him really fast, and then like he started dating Ultimate Colossus. I like that. <laughs> really? For real? Yeah. All yeah. right. Was he still from Russia? Because that's hot. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Thank. Um. All right. And on that note, we're gonna <laughs> take a little break. Mm-hmm. Move on. Have a little gay sex. Uh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And listen to the, uh, the He-Man song. Hi, everybody. Just want to thank you again for listening to Cape Crisis here. Uh, if you found this on lasertimepodcast.com, thank you very much. If you're on there right now, you might see in the left-hand side a little donate button. That uh, You know, just clicking on that and giving whatever you can really helps out the show and helps keep things free. But also what helps is if uh, on the other side of the, your screen, you'll see some Amazon links. Click on those and buy things. Buy whatever through Amazon, what you would normally buy there. And we get a little, little something from that as well. So both those ways help. Also, while you're on lasertimepodcast.com, there's the forums for the comic book discussion where we talk about this week's question of the week. And you'll also see a bunch of different posts about things that aren't comic or related in Cape Crisis. But there's also my posts on there. I wrote, I wrote a nice one about Spider-Man and his many opening theme songs. And we've got a new s- comic series called Ask Axe Baffler. It's a really hard one to say, but it's fun to read. Uh, also, if you're listening to this uh, on LazyTimePodcast.com, you could also subscribe on iTunes or Zoom Marketplace from both of those. And when you're on there, maybe review us, maybe give us five stars, maybe say how much you love us. Uh, so thank you for all that stuff and more. And now for Hank's Corner, pick of the week for comic books. I'm going to go with the final volume of this just came out today. It's Jason Aaron's run, Jason Aaron and uh, his run on Punisher Max, the mature Punisher comic book series. It's really interesting because it starts with Punisher as over 60. Like, he can't, he's getting really old and fallible. And now the Kingpin from the regular Marvel Universe, like, they're introducing the Kingpin in there and he's taking over New York. So it's Kingpin versus old Punisher. They've got a really interesting spin on, like, Bullseye. And it's, it's just a great short, like, four volumes long story. So pick that up. And uh, let's get back to the second half of the show. Turn on your
Welcome back on the other side of the old break. <coughs> Wee. Uh, did you have fun? This is the fun side. Yeah. I did. So, you know, we talked about the Marvel cartoon movie with Disney, maybe. Wait, but don't we go into last week's question? Yes. Okay. Hey. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about... You want to take this <laughs> but again? But we talked wanna... about Disney's Marvel movie. It made me think of last week's question of the week. There oh. we go. <laughs> which was called, uh, which was Good about save. what thing outside of comics pulled you towards comics? Ooh, Ooh that is, that's actually that's really good. That's almost interesting. Scott, do I get to answer that? Yes. Why? Why don't you? Well, I do have a very definite answer. You do? Um, I, yeah, happens. because I know back back in the talk radar days, I would never have an answer to any of the questions. But I have, yeah, I actually have an answer. This is great. To this what is it? Um, so I actually got into comics uh, very late in life. Uh, I was always interested as a kid, but I didn't know anybody who was mm-hmm. really into them. So it didn't occur to me to be like, "Hey, mom and dad, take me to the comic shop. I want to get comics." So I just kind of, I kind of missed out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until post college that I really got into. comics. Comic books. Like really? I, I majored in English, so I spent you know four years reading eight hundred to a thousand pages a week. Yeah, uh, which was not all that fun. So when I finished school, I was like, I need a palate cleanser like, for me. I need, yeah, a, I, recommend- I need a fucking break from Dostoevsky and all this really heavy <laughs> literature. And it was around that time that someone just kind of handed me that. Hey, here's the Watchmen. Here's here's a mm-hmm. copy of Watchmen. And I was like, this is perfect because it was – I mean, Watchmen obviously is a bit on the sort of dense and, and you know, oh, yeah. literary it's... side of graphic novels. So it was a kind of a nice transition between what I had been reading and into Did the world of graphic get, novels. For, you were an English major but focused on literature, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah. So I was a literature major. It, yeah, I went to – I'm uh, English creative writing. Which I went to – A ton uh, of reading but not so, Dostoevsky. Uh, so you yeah. went from Anna Karenina to mm-hmm. – uh, to Watchmen and yeah, it was uh, yeah. Watchmen was totally my, my gateway drug, and then almost immediately after that, uh, Michael Raparas actually handed me a copy of uh, Scott Pilgrim and said, "Hey, I think you might like this." Because he had been, he had just finished I reading, I think, volume two or volume three, whichever had just come out at the time. Michael introduced and me was to really that. Into and he it. Went, he's like, you should borrow it, pro- yeah. uh, provided Scott brings it back ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I brought it back. You did, you did. Um, I'm usually pretty good at returning I'd things. So, yeah, that was, I think. I'm not. Um, so, yeah, that was my gateway drug, and I've just been into, you know, mainly graphic awesome. novels ever since then. I, I, you know, I, you know, I should have given this disclaimer at the beginning of the podcast. I know next to nothing about superhero comics. I'm t- a total, uh, I'm an idiot when it comes to that kind of stuff, so I don't know why Henry asked me to be on this. Well, what but, you, but that's a great perspective, though, because what have you been reading lately? Um, I just finished uh, David Boring by uh, uh, Daniel Klaus. Klaus. Are you sure um, it Daniel Klaus's, uh, Klaus's David Boring or David Boring's? Damn. <laughs> yeah. And um, before that, I, I just finished uh, Habibi by uh, Craig Thompson, who's the guy who wrote uh, Blankets. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's better. I've read David Boring and Dan. My it's pro- not just a clever name. Here's my problem. With, hey. Here's my problem with Dan. The name Klaus. is apt. <laughs> here's my problem with Dan Klaus that he stopped caring about telling stories at a certain point. He was just like, I just want to draw gross things. Just I want to. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really gross. I mean, it kind of no, just like didn't oh, go anywhere. But yeah, it went fucking nowhere. Like I feel oh. like both in terms of the subject matter and and really the style and the presentation and, and the, the writing was very much. It was very experimental. Honestly, it was. It was yeah. Just I the, expected a story from it, though. There is, I demand a story. There's from an it. arc. I don't know. There's a story yeah, an was... arc that ends with what? Like a, a man playing a guitar who buries a brain in the backyard. That? You are thinking of a different book, my No, friend. then like a rose grows and stuff. There's right? an island and uh, some I, incest, some light incest. I feel like I read it. Uh, maybe. It's David okay. Boring. Okay, okay. You know what? Actually, I haven't read David Boring. I'm thinking of a different <laughs> Dan Klaus book uh, that I can't are remember you the name of. Wilson? Of. No, no. I actually do like his Dan Pussy ones because those are. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Pussy? Well, no, because they make fun of. They're basically making fun of me and comic book nerds. Like, that's the. It, the main character is Dan Pussy, P U S S E Y. Right. And he's just but like, my God. That's like, that's like a freelancer extraordinaire Taylor Cock with an E at the end. Yeah. Poor Cock. Mm-hmm. Poor Cock. Though he's got a new job. Congrats, Cock. Yeah, yeah, he's doing, well, he's doing new stuff at GameSpy now. Uh, it's a freelance. It's, cool. it's a gig. Yeah, it's like a regular freelance gig. Mm-hmm. So good for him. 
Shout out to Taylor Cox. Taylor Cox. But yeah, so uh, Watchmen was my gateway drug after college. Mm. I've just been reading uh, graphic novels and indie shit ever did, since then. Did you ever get uh, assigned to read a graphic novel when you were in college? Cause I, 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 hear I wish I had. I got one, but it wasn't. Really? It wasn't. It was a. It was Palestine by Joe Sacco. Uh, hmm. It's just a. Basically, a diary of his trip back to Palestine. Interesting. I've uh, heard of Mouse being assigned in, in a lot of classes. Yes, exactly. Actually. And I've heard of Watchmen too. Like, oh, really? You read yeah. Mouse? I, I haven't. Um, I haven't. Which is, uh, I really should. I mean, it's a you know kind of a touchdown. I have. I read it, especially for people like me who aren't you know big superhero readers, but love. I'm a big. Ma- I'm just a big Mouse fan. Reading Mouse. Uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things. Obviously, Mouse Guard. It's, it's, it's the seminal mouse work, <laughs> consistently mouse- can- included in you know every best of list. Mm-hmm. Mouse Guard is good, but not as good as M A U S Mouse. Yeah, uh, who, that's who, who what does, I was who does to. Mouse. As we'll say it. Yeah, that was uh, Art Spiegelman. Yes, yeah. he did the foreword to my Garbage Pail Kid book that I just got. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, what a fantastic book. The first five series of Garbage Pail Kids printed on glorious paper, bound in a wax. And you guys give me shit for working in a magazine. What? Look at you oh, go yeah. on about physical media. One what? more question for you, Scott. Sure. You read Optic Nerve? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've read some. I've read like Summer Blonde. I've read some of the Optic Nerve stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I read you, one other... As someone who used to live in Berkeley, is it fun to read it and then see like, oh, that's the that's the landmark um, movie theater he's drawing. He took a picture of that and drew it. Like, <laughs> this there's, is yeah, the downtown Berkeley Park Station. There's like, a little bit of that. I, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like every page was like, oh my god, I've totally been there. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely moments where I would recognize, like, oh yeah, that's you know, on that's what somewhere. I felt when I was reading it. It's, it wasn't like overwhelming, like oh my god, this feels like you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> Um, I honestly get more of that listening to like rancid songs than if you got into rancid. But everything yeah, is like took the sixteen bus. Well, yeah, well that's yeah. in Campbell, um, which is another Bay Area city. I, no, but. no, I had never. I listened to the shit at sorry. I listened to shit at rancid <laughs> and then moved out here, and I was very surprised to see. Holy shit. Yeah, it's very direct it's, it's references. Very direct. It's like there was no subtlety uh, to it at all. It's just like, here's the street no. name. Yeah. Like, I know. had a vegan friend who said you couldn't like not see that one of the guys from Rancid at, at, at the few at the few only vegan places in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Like uh I never did. It? I saw Davey Havoc from AFI, like I think more than uh-huh. once. Um, and I think I saw uh, go, Mike Durnt, the bass player from Green Day, but I don't think I ever saw the dudes from Rancid. I'm gonna go vegan, guys. Come on, <laughs> you come on. I'm sure uh, Carolyn Gibbonson could help you out with that. She could give you the uh, beginner's guide to veganism. I'm gonna go back to being vegan. All right, guys. Is there any vegan superheroes? Yeah, this, is, this became a really boring tangent. I'm sorry. Is there, are there any vegan superheroes? There's the vegan pro wrestler David Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I love him. Huh. Oh my God! Did you see? Just the only place I'll be able to talk about it. Uh, you <laughs> kept saying. You were over at the house. Was it la- just last night? Like Two live SmackDown, ago. guys? Yeah. No, I. Oh yeah, I'm so mad. That was last night. I was <laughs> with you guys at pizza. Outrage! I was like, huh? Live SmackDown, guys, gonna have old wrestlers on it. You guys like purposely ignored me, out, like Hank. jokingly. And then I was like, fine. Well, I'm just gonna go home. And we like separate. Then I see a fucking tweet from Ann Lewis <laughs> saying. Oh, watching pro wrestling? What is going we, on here? Like, we, 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 like about a year ago, we lost our television remotes, so just gave <laughs> up on watching television. Yeah. Uh, I was cleaning stuff up, and I found a box that had a remote to a similar cable box, uh, and it worked. Hey. So we all of a sudden, like, we rediscovered cable last night that we've been paying for for a year. Yeah, um, well, that's what happens. You have to get those stupid pack Comcast. It, oh, oh God, it sucks. I and then we ordered HD, but it's all SD, and I don't. I guess I'm just spoiled. Like the whole thing's unbearable to watch. I watch Adult Swim. That's Television's like, way better on the internet. Yeah, exactly. I have Hulu. I have Voodoo. I got a. Uh, but, but so you but then, like it we were down, we were we were going to get uh, like oh fuck. Have you heard of the movie Goon with uh, Sean William Scott and Leah Shriver? Only because player. of you. Only because you it's, told me about it's it. It's fucking fantastic. It's really good. I, I can't believe I missed a hockey movie. And we were, yeah, it's, we were. I, I, fu- I hate fucking hockey. It was oh, really, it was really. I no, no, sorry. Unexpected fun fact about trying, my life. I was, I spent twelve years playing ice hockey, which sorry. you wouldn't guess because I only weigh like in high yes. school. I consistently weighed like one hundred and thirty-five pounds. You're a kid from California. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, I grew up in the time when like the Kings were really big and Wayne Gretzky uh, played for the Kings. Guys, so. okay, well, <laughs> sorry, finish sorry. Your story. It was, we have to. Read yeah, the comic books. Comic books. It yeah, was yeah, because, yeah. Uh, uh, but then we realized we paid for HD cable. They never gave it to us, and we can only buy the SD version of this movie, which is out now in theaters and on demand. Huh? I love it when they do that. Just wait, this shit's out now in like currently in theaters and on demand. Yeah, the same thing happened to Tim and Eric. That movie. happens huh. with that happens with a lot of indie movies. I heard it. Okay, well, cool. But uh, so we just decided to download it, and while we were doing that, we watched uh, we watched wrestling and. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like before that, I didn't see the clip from Raw where the Three Stooges came on oh. and Curly dressed up like Hulk yep. Hogan. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! One like of I, the I, worst. I, really? I think I think wherever the fuck they were, and I think it was like someplace like fucking Virginia, <laughs> were very kind not to keep booing uh, because it was it was like we're just going to be silent and like just that you could hear. I. I, I could close my eyes, hear, hey, Mo, from the Will and Grace guy, and like I could just sense how big the room was as I could hear his sound reverberate off. Not a pin, <laughs> not a pin was dropping in there. And then you'd think, of, oh, I, and I get it, they probably yeah. thought that was totally perfect. Like so the three many stooges, bonk, kabam. graves right now. <laughs> I can't wait. I really want to see that movie. All right. Here we go. This Questions week, back on topic. All right, last Boom. week's answer What thing outside of comics pulled you towards comics? Uh, first up is two first two first names. Mm. Oh, says, I was into comics for about two years when I was twelve and thirteen. Then discovered girls. Shut oh, up. Good for you, <laughs> How, David Peter or whatever your real name is. However, the Arkham uh, Asylum and City games reminded me how much I love Batman, and now I'm reading a couple of uh, the New Fifty Two comics, Walking Dead, and just picked up Avengers vs X Men. So. Did I mention that? Quick, quick aside for mm-hmm. that for that guy. I just because this is relevant. Uh, the copy of David Boring that I read borrowed from a female female friend. So <gasps> fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, burn! There's a there's one panel in Hush. I want on. Uh, I want to blow up and turn into a poster. And Robin is in the Batcave and like, let's get to the car. And he's like, which one? And there's a fuck. <laughs> there's a fucking carousel of Batmobiles, but they're all Batmobiles dating back from like Adam West, Dude, Joel Schumacher. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it, animated series. Fuck. Uh, let's see. Cody Stovall says, Shonen Jump had a pic of Goku on it. <laughs> and uh, I like yes. Dragon Ball Z and Yu-Gi-Oh, so I picked it up. <laughs> Seriously, radio drama. Do thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see here. Um, Lucky7 says, The Batman animated series and Batman Beyond ama- were amazing to me as a kid. Yeah, and were. really made me curious at comics. But it was when I received the Batman Superman VHS that really pulled him in to mm. comic books. Is that the crossover movie they did to when it was the show yeah, started when, airing on WB? When they brought in the second season of the Superman cartoon show, they brought in Batman. They started doing new Batman cartoons. Mm-hmm. So then they did a crossover movie, which was pretty cool. I like it. Nice. Uh, good, let's answer. See. good answer. Also, it's the same. Uh, Lucky Seven. Oh, did Lucky Seven say that as well? Uh, yeah, he. Okay. Oh no, he posted the DVD yes, cover on yeah. the, in the forums. Then there's Cluster Shart. Uh, hey. t- mentioned the Teen Titans TV show. That yeah, it was really American good. American anime. Um, so that show. I like that show a lot. And then um, what's Stabby Joe says he was brought in by the black humor of the first film of Hellboy, and so started reading the Hellboy comics. <laughs> Oh, wait, look at Well, uh, fucking what's his name? That director is really great. Guillermo del Toro, yeah. Uh, this got Perpetual Christopher, which is a name I really like. <laughs> um, uh, what does this he? Uh, I had always been into comic books, however, uh, around my late teens, I kind of fell out of the loop. That was until 2004 when a comic uh, card game called Versus System was published. Yeah, I, I know that. Well, it's just like magic, but for with superheroes. Okay. Nah, but not like yeah. hero clicks. No, no, no. Mm, That's okay. a different thing. Um, then uh, Nathan Explosion Man. brought the up Nathan uh, Explosion. Mm-hmm. Yes, he brought up uh, Bat. He always liked the Batman and X Men cartoons, but the first comic he ever purchased was from Street Fighter mm-hmm. because huh. he loved the Udon art in Street Fighter Super oh. Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix <laughs> so much that he bought the Udon comics. Dude, I don't blame him. They were based on the Udon. Yeah, like Udon art is. Those guys are really good. Yeah. That's why the game took so fucking long to come legit. out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad they at least stuck with it and put it out yeah. there. Though, who, I wonder how many people are actually playing it now. I wonder how many people are fired. Okay, wait. Yakoi says, uh, brings up that it was the supermarket of his... The, he picked up the Arabic version of Ultimate Spider-Man from the supermarket near his house. My spider set it didn't look... Oh, <laughs> just got just got oh. at least fifteen percent more racist in here. Many apologies. And Dog Stars brings up the it was the superpowers toys when he was a kid that brought him into it, as well as the Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Eastman and Laird comics when he oh. got his hands on him. And Neil Jace's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh wow! Fun toy. What uh, a great toy! Neil Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I'm sort of surprised you'd pick up, like not knowing anything about Marvel. 
because <laughs> yeah, he pretty much works as a grand tour of the Marvel universe. Uh, uh, I love that game. Yeah, uh, yeah, the Ultimate Alliance. Like it is just it, it was a sequel to X Men Legends, which mm-hmm. was a good like meet all the X Men game, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the next one was. No, this is every Marvel character. Every single Marvel character is in this. Um, okay. Oh, uh, O-Town85 says uh, it was the Jim Carrey mask that oh, brought God. him into it. That was the first motion comp. Like, my uh, movie gallery started running PC game. We just got a PC. <laughs> what? And the, one of the only things they had there was the mask, the motion comic. And I, I got that a couple times because it had a couple interactive elements. I just remembered that how violent it was and how mean it was compared to the Jim Carrey movie. I know. It, huh. it was a very cruel... I think it's Jim not Carrey's totally Carrey, surprising, though, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can uh, see that. Ninja Squirrel makes me feel old Squirrel. by saying it was uh, Spider-Man 2 when he saw oh, Spider-Man. Oh, really? When he saw Spider-Man 2 as a little kid. You got into comics after 9-11? Is he, is he allowed to be on the internet? <laughs> is he old enough? No, uh, actually. Dude, do you remember going to uh, the Red Vic and seeing the original Spider-Man uh, trailer with the Twin Towers in yeah, it? Holy yeah. Holy shit. That's I have, weird that I'm that so exists. so glad we got to see that on the big screen again yeah. like, this year. That's a real thing, kids. Mm-hmm. I Try to look it up. You won't find it, but it's, it's, it's a real thing. Oh, is it really? Yeah, okay, they, well, fuck they took it. It's not on any of the DVDs, but like, uh, that's how they teased that movie for years. Like, yeah, how they yeah. expect us to forget. Oh, and uh, the last one <laughs> oh, <laughs> is uh, Smars. Uh, brings up, uh, he was a big G.I. Joe fan of the cartoon, wow. and he read the G.I. Joe comics written by Larry Hama, who is uh, one of the famous crazy people in. Co- he, Larry Hama collects a lot of guns, I've read. Mm-hmm. He's big, which, surprisingly, he's, he's, he wrote G.I. Joe. He's also a lot less fun than his cousin, Benny Hama. Scotty, man, where is my high? Also, the dumbest you, jokes, only the dumbest jokes. With Larry Hama, what you like about uh, he's responsible for most of what you I like about mis- sto- about uh, Shadow. Uh, oh, fuck, Snake Eyes, not Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes. Yeah, this I, this is a great comment too. Hades says, uh, in my case, I am from Panama, and I always liked Spider Man. So when I was around eleven years old, I bought a Spider Man comic at the at the store because I wanted to use it to learn English. Wow. Uh, uh, I thought that w- I thought that if, with a dictionary I could battle my way through understanding the story and learn English at the same time. Even with the dictionary, I couldn't understand anything. But it was my first comic, <laughs> and I really I really like the art. Yeah, there's the word "fap" is used very sincerely <laughs> so many times in Hush. Uh, like every time someone grabs something, well, that's fap. the sound of a gloved hand yes. catching something. I know, fap. I know. I mean, come on. I, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> uh, Spider, not in the Marvel U. We are mm. ten year olds. Spider Man had a different costume in which uh, you could see his web shooters, and that he wasn't that he, he was fighting Sentinels. This looks mm-hmm. like wow, Spider. I can tell you exactly what issue that was. Jeez. It was uh, from the hero, or it's from the onslaught crossover that happens right before he asked the Heroes if, Reborn. If you can comment on the costume, the costume does look that really costume weird. is clone Spider. Man's costume when Ben Riley, his clone, took over the role of Spider-Man. They decided they'd redesign the costume, put the web shooters on the outside, make mm-hmm. it more like angular. The, con- the like, which it reminds me now that the Amazing Spider-Man costume in the movie, like, kind of re- looks like it a little bit, hmm. like with the sharper edges to the lines and they're stuff. They're sharper edges, but they're still like might like the old traditional costume meant to highlight Peter Parker's uh, chest and biceps. Mm-hmm. Whereas these are not so much meant to do that. Yeah, Very but that nice. was uh, yeah that that's that was why his costume looks different. That's Ben Riley. He was actually dead about seven issues later. And, uh, oh. I got to tell you, Hades, uh, there are grammatically worse posts two uh, two above and below you. <laughs> like I way to learn English through Spider-Man. I was going to say like, like good for that guy because it wow. sounds like he's pretty uh, very proficient English speaker now. Yep. So good for that guy. Mm-hmm. So guys. That brings us to this week's question. Oh. oh. You know, so a lot of people, number one, you know, we were already talking about the Disney Marvel movie that could happen. Sure. And then on top of that, the um, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon just started airing. Did it? Yeah. Who's the voice? On, Neil Patrick Harris? Why could it just be Nathan Fillion? It's, it's Drake Bell, ah! a.k.a. of Drake and Josh. Ah! Uh, yes. It's a Disney show, so a Disney kid... One of the, I think one there's of, a sound of it happening. It's one of the right, one broken. of the children owned by Disney has to be honest <laughs> because it's a Disney cartoon. Like Aww. that's the rules. What if they keep them all in a stable, like a little pen? But <laughs> so I want to talk about like what were as a kid or slightly older. What were some of your favorite superhero cartoons? 
Because I think Ultimate Spider-Man will end up being it for another generation. Yeah, and it's probably. really, like, they're definitely taking cues from, like, say, the Teen Titans cartoon. Because sure. they have, like, momentary jokiness, but it also is ser- has serious moments, too. I, Plus, would, I would like to watch the JLA, uh, or JLU show. You never watched it? No, I know. I've never seen it at all, but it's just, I've, I've heard it's, you know, it's pretty great. And in the clips mm-hmm. I've seen of it, like, wow, I didn't expect it to be for... Not for babies? No, it's hmm. it was as grown up as the 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 direct DVDs got more grown up. I think yes. almost too much, but but every time I think like Batman the animated series was like super gritty and grown up, I go back and watch it and like no, it's still it's still uh, like for kids. Well, it was it it was as grown up. It was shockingly grown up for mm-hmm. its time. That mm-hmm. is for sure. But yeah, I mean, ten years later, they got they got a lot the the reins were loosened even more you know i yeah i love the the one of my favorite episodes of justice league unlimited was when bat like there was a joke on or not joke there was a scene in justice league unlimited where yeah. luther kills gorilla grod really like he he puts him in an airlock and grod doesn't realize it until like the last second he's like anyway you're out of the injustice league and gorilla grod's like what you can't do this to me he's like I just did. You're dead now. Goodbye. He's like, I hate you, Luke. <laughs> and just pulled out. Wow. And just that DC generally does murder, and even in shows now, yeah. people fucking die. So there's also, there was a weird episode where... Um, it's, uh, this episode from Batman, the Clayface episode of animated series was always mm-hmm. one of my favorites, because up parter. until they brought him back, like he was pretty, pretty fucking dead. Daggett yes. was just dead. His name's Daggett, right? Yeah, right. Roland Daggett. Uh, yeah. And then um, <laughs> there was another one that's, uh, if you just see a clip <laughs> from it, it seems like a very weird non sequitur where uh, Batman and Zatanna, among other people, are fighting Circe, the uh, sorceress who's an enemy of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And she says she won't quit unless Batman like gives her something. And he says, fine, I'll give you this. And then... Batman like sings a jazz song, like uh, a smooth, what? like a Billie Holiday style song. In if uh, we should close out with that, then I was yeah. gonna I was gonna suggest um, Tia Carrera's "I Never Even Told You I Thought You Knew," which closed out Batman: Mask of the Phantasm after That's her success in Wayne's World. It's a terrible song, yeah. but I loved Tia Carrera back in the day. I'm like, oh shit, and it's in a Batman cartoon. <laughs> I'll totally see this movie. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is such a good movie. It's really great. I love it so much. It's like Batman Begins before Batman, like a decade early. Like, Scott, you said Teen Titans? I was I was a teen, big Teen Titans fan, but since we're on the topic of Batman and shows that haven't been brought up yet, I, I always like the Batman Beyond comic as well. Or not oh, comic. I, show, yeah. show, show, show. I never... Not never. comic. I felt it should have... I felt when it... Right before it started airing, I was like, this sounds like the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, teenage, a teenage Batman replacing Bruce Wayne, blick. And then I watched it. No, it was I've it been told I'm really, totally wrong. It's a great, great show. I still prefer regular Batman to it. but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, well, I mean, well, which one? There were, I think, a well, few there. <laughs> no, I mean, well, just to see Bruce Wayne. Like, that's the one I... But yeah, I, oh, okay, okay. One of my favorite episodes of Batman Beyond was... Um, what was the one? It was where Rachel Ghoul comes back and like Bruce is feeling particularly old. Wow, and they, I really like that. And they actually go to Detective. a they go to a they go to a musical. Like the episode starts at a musical, a Batman musical being made, and like Terry McGinnis takes Bruce to it for his birthday. To that's kind of a dick move, and like a little bit. It starts with like Batman showing up, like. And singing like super criminals are a t- superstitious cowardly lot, cowardly lot, cowardly. But then later, the classic Batman hit. Uh, but then, cowardly lot. Well, I don't want to go into it, but like it involves Lazarus pits and uh, and switched idea. It was a really great episode. Yeah. What was one of your favorite episodes of Batman? So when you, I knew you were going to say that, and I've been thinking like, oh god, oh god, I have to come up with an episode now because it's been a decade. What? One where he's peer pressured to do drugs. <laughs> it's that but kind of show, right? He resists, and then he says, "Yeah." Um, it might have actually been one like that. <laughs> God damn By it! By who? Like, like Baby Joker? No, well, there was. Dude, this, I don't know this why this I'm was like the Batman late nineties, early two thousands. This was still very much in the era of the after school special. You know, yeah. we had not moved beyond that yet. It was also. Can, oh. I, can I go while you, if you need some time? Yeah, go for it. I why came. Not? I had an, a very exciting, even beyond cartoons. 
uh, God, my, my, like this this awful UHF station popped up overnight called Nine TV that was neither nine on the cable station dial or the UHF. It wasn't on Channel Nine in any way you shake any way you shook it. But uh, right when I was getting into all becoming myself, basically teetering on uh, being ruined by puberty. Four o'clock Ninja Turtles, five o'clock Batman, the old show. Like and Adam then, West, yeah, and then and then they'd repeat it again. So for two hours every day, I watched Ninja Turtles and the old Adam West Batman Man, show. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. Like I, I, I almost want to like thank somebody back there. And I, and it was like pre-current TV where like kids were invited to like make animations, like station animations, so like you could. Make your own claymation that said mm, nine TV fart and then <laughs> and then boom, shh, yeah, it was. Uh, you know fantastic. that Adam West Batman show? It's not a cartoon, but it was close to it's, it. It tried. When <laughs> it tried I, very hard. When I was a kid, I didn't know it was a funny thing. Like I thought, I took it very seriously. Every cliffhanger, like is Batman going to die this time? No, oh. Hank. <laughs> I know he never dies. No, never. Hank. And who could forget this? Wait, so what was was that? Does that count as your? This what was your sort favorite? Of, well, I should say that, like, I feel like it was forever. Like, when this show premiered, did this come first or was it Batman? Batman first. But they, they were in production at basically the same time. It feels like it, they were forever in between. Like, this was, like, I the did, first time. A, I did love this show as well. Yeah, Sorry. No, when, when a Marvel show came out, it was so excited because, mm-hmm. like, there was... Rep- I had a VHS tape filled with live-action DC... Re- in a single year, there was a Swamp Thing show in the air, Lois and Clark, a Flash show... Uh, and uh, old Batman stuff. So I recorded them every week onto one VHS. It was my DC tape. And when I mm-hmm. filled it up, I erased it, and it, it was still my DC tape. Um, <laughs> I... And th- when this came out, I was super excited. And I, I was going to try and walk you through, like, um, we had a, some cool video stores. And my friend, my geeky friend and I, Ryan, would go and look and, like, oh, shit, there's a Spider-Man cartoon. Let's get it. Not knowing mm-hmm. this is gonna be from the 60s and it's gonna suck yeah Uh, that is one of the yes and we we finally figured out like okay this is it says fantastic four on it but it's not gonna be any good uh and it's by the same company that did (sighs) this let me keep talking i'm just gonna try and find some of these openings the 60s spider-man one is not a good it's bad but the spider-man theme song is oh no god yes the spider-man theme song is great but they try to do this with every in color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this the Spider-Man? This week's episode. Yeah, I love that lyric. Just like, what do you yeah. do? I don't know. Whatever a spider does. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I got in. There was a, um, when I was born, I it, it was airing, but they were still airing the, uh, Reruns as I got older, but the amazing Spider-Man and his amazing friends and regular mm. Spider-Man shows that like started in nineteen in the early eighties. I really like those too, even though they're really bad. Like I think this this is actually earlier than. Wow! Jesus, what what is this? Oh my god! Boom! Hulk. Yeah, uh, dear lord. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I get to play that because I have a Hulk animation cell on the wall. Do you have a Hulk animation cell? It's from a serial commercial. It's from yeah. a '70s serial commercial, and it's that same design. Hulk. I wish I had honeycomb. That. Yeah. Uh, so, man, are there any other cartoons I can think of that really pulled me? Definitely the X Men one did. Yeah, my I most distinctive it. memory about the X Men show is actually not a particular episode, but I just remember it. Having a terrible ear infection one time and having to go to the doctor, and it just so happened that we needed to leave for the doctor right when the show came on, and I was desperately angry, <laughs> just throwing fit, like, no, I don't need my ear. <laughs> I have another one. It's fine. Still had to go. I actually remember, I remember X-Men, a special night it was on uh, Friday nights in primetime was... Uh, it was the premiere, the season premiere of X Men, and mm-hmm. the first uh, the first episode of the second season of Power Rangers, like back to back. 
And like Tommy pro- was fully in the group now. No, actually, Tommy was still on the outside. This, this. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was all in the White Ranger territory. By the, the second White season. Ranger wasn't until the middle of the second season. Oh, wait. They get the they get the samurai swords at the start of the set first season. <laughs> then the White Ranger shows okay, up in the you, middle. You win. I hate myself. As anyway, well, you should. So it starts with that, like the, and then following that was the first episode. It was it was the beginning of the. It was the beginning of the Dark Phoenix saga, which is very exciting. To, God, if you're a Marvel fan, damn it! Like, get, dude, the opening of the Stormcast—they can't even draw a fucking rainbow appropriately. Look at this <laughs> shit. Looks like, looks like Robin Williams' fucking suspenders from Mork and Mindy. It's still better. It's still better than the Hulk song. You just put the well. The cartoons were animated like I hate to say clutch cargo y because it's mm-hmm. going to go over the uh, heads clutch cargo is way, way. It's Rocky and Bullwinkle Like it's on that level. Clutch no, cargo. No. It's they, not their heads animation. don't move. Their mouth. Their mouths move but a they little drew bit. Through mouths moving. Clutch I guess. Cargo, I guess you're right. He Man does that too. Clutch cargo is the lowest yes. of the low. It's how Conan O'Brien interviews celebrities who aren't really there. Robert <laughs> Smigel puts his mouth in between and over Bill Clinton and right. talks to Conan O'Brien. Um, That's clutch cargo. You know, this just makes me think. Like, why have like other than Mask of the Phantasm? I don't think there's been any other theatrically released animated superhero films huh. like based on Marvel Top and Cat. DC. Top Cat in Brazil. Uh, they just released a Top Cat uh, theatrical movie in 3D. Everyone's favorite superhero. Yeah, Top what? Cat. He's in Look, Brazil? He's, yeah, really? yeah, only in Brazil. Yeah. I hadn't heard of this. There's a Top Cat movie over or, or, the big Top in Cat South America. Fans down in yeah. Brazil. Really? No, absolutely. Like in Central America, they, he's he's a scrappy underdog, dude. He's he's practically a street dude who lives <laughs> high, who lives the high life because he's always a uh, wheeling and dealing, yeah. getting over on the man. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? That's enough. That's hey, <laughs> we're done. We've talked enough about cartoons Fuck and cartoon it. memories. Uh, but see, I'd this like, segment is over. It's over. But I'd like to know what you guys in the listening audience, what <laughs> some of your favorite uh, cartoons based on comic books were. Did you actually watch the um, Malibu comic show based on Prime? Did anybody watch that other than me? Nope. Or what about the Savage Dragon cartoon that was really bad on USA? What about oh, wow. Samurai Pizza Cats or Street Sharks? Yeah, Samurai Pizza Cats. They're so bad. They got <laughs> more hair than any turtle ever had. Hey. Stronger than old cheese. But uh, that's... Uh, I just love what a direct ripoff that show. Like, oh, this just <coughs> brazen, just totally shameless ripoff. It was a pretty fun show, though. Samurai actually, Pizza Cats. I really liked it. Anyway, there'll be a forum thread on the talkradar.com slash forums. Wow. No, I know. Lasertime.com. <laughs> Lasertimepodcast.com yes. slash forums. Comic discussion. You're That's gonna, where you're going to find A couple it. weeks, you're going to be really good at this. It's going to be in all caps. <laughs> you have to type uh, it in all caps. All right. So, so uh, on the page, we'll have com- some of the comics we talked about for sale beneath this uh, posting. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you'll link to the forum. I don't know. Let's see if the page can handle that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously, cut your nails. Though. Those are really long. They're pretty bad. Mm, we have I want to thank my guest today. <laughs> no, you Scott don't. You really don't want Scott Butterworth, thank you so much oh, for, for spending it's been, time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, Chris, Scott's got that name because his family uh, back in Ireland were known to be worth butt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's quite and, true. And Chris, but or worth though. And Chris, thank slaves. you. Chris, huh? thank you for, for always for all your help. Okay, and your assistance and no. your love. Okay, and I love you and your toenails. Oh, my toenails. Uh, Generously donated. No laser time, people. Come on, it's yeah, not getting any to better. Our sister show, Laser Time, I mean, and VG. <laughs> it's not getting any better. No, it's better than ever. I'd say, Honestly, getting any younger. You did yourself. If you didn't listen to the episode of uh, of unaired TV pilots, you did yourself a disservice. I know it's the lowest listened episode ever, and everybody listened to it. Like, wow, this is really good because you you haven't heard of any of these pilots before. Fucking dog police. Uh, Adam West, uh, Batman's Adam West, starring in a uh, comedy as himself as a private detective from Look the nineteen well, nineties, written by Conan O'Brien. Look and Ron, well Robert is one Spiegel. of the best things ever. Yes. Like, you should watch it. And there's a separate post on LaserTimePodcast.com mm-hmm. uh, with videos of all the. Oh, things. what was the post you wrote this week? Oh well, that's also why I was thinking of superhero cartoons mm-hmm. because I just did a little post on. Um, 
Well, first on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, and then the history of Spider-Man uh, opening theme songs. Uh, at least for well, actually, it was all of them, including the live-action shows awesome. and the horrible '70s live-action show in America, mm-hmm. and the awesomely horrible '70s. Japan, uh, Japanese one mm-hmm. where Spider-Man calls down a giant robot. It, it's basically Power Rangers except Spider-Man is the star. I the image I used is from that. Mm-hmm. The image I used for the for the articles from that show where uh, Japanese Spider-Man like is oh. burning. No, no, yeah. he's he's like burning incense or something <laughs> at, at someone's grave <laughs> to like remember them, and he has his hands clasped in prayer. Oh. <laughs> Great. And there's a separate scene also of him that I saw. I almost used the image of, like, for some reason in this in the show, Spider-Man picks up, like, a machine gun and just starts shooting at people for, for <laughs> seemingly no reason. Uh, oh, I'm so, sure he had a reason. Yeah. All right. The spider sense was jiggling. So look forward to, you know, more Cape Crisis next week. Keep on listening. The following has been a Laser Time production. Find out more, go to batmanthepodcast.com.